The Bible said that he's going to build his church. Jesus said, I'm going to build my church. And he's talking to the disciples and he said, and God gives this illustration because something that we can visualize and see. And and I can imagine him standing next to a rock and he says, hey, Peter, I'm going to build my church on a rock. The gates of hell will not prevail against my church because it's built on the rock. Later, when Jesus was teaching, he uh, used this illustration again and he said, hey, storms are going to come. And he said, I can tell you that if your house or whatever is built on the rock, that the storms can come and uh, the, the winds can blow and, and, and everything can come down, but it will not falter or fail because it was founded upon a rock. But at the ver- beginning of that, it says this, Therefore, whosoever heareth these things of mind and doeth them. It's not a matter of just theories. Guys, I, I want to bust theories and thoughts and everything that we have about church out the door and just get back to the root of what God says, this is the church. So everything that I say needs to be backed up with Scripture today. I mean, anytime a pastor's up, it needs to be backed up with Scripture. Sometimes people read a verse and 20 minutes later, they get away from the Bible so much that you forget what actually he's saying and what it's about. I can tell you emphatically that the Word is the rock, and the rock is Jesus Christ. So today, if we're going to build a church on the rock, I've got to take you back to the Word, because the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That is Jesus. So we can't just say that it was Jesus. And we have to, we have to bring it back to the Word, which is Jesus, and we, we find everything that's truth and stable in this. All right, so let me get my church back. Can you guys help me out? If, if, if my church is back in here today, uh, I, I, I know I'm, I threw a lot of people off because I did this. So if, if it works out where you guys can all find your spots, I think I've got your spots marked on the stage. And if you were in here last week, I promise this will make sense. What, what it is, is the church is made up of people. When you say amen to that. It's not buildings, it's not mortars, it's not drywall, it's not lighting fixtures. The church is made up of people. And I know last week I kind of built it up. I started in Acts 2 and God added to the church. In Acts 4 and God added to the church. In Acts 6, God added to the church. And the church kept building up. It kept getting bigger and bigger. And so I'm not sure if I had. So if you were part of this illustration last week, you can come up here and find your spot. And we'll just skip all that part. But let me read Acts chapter 6. And that's where our foundation is of this. Listen to this. And the word of God, if you guys can help me, what's the next word? And the word of God did what? And the number of the disciples did what? That doesn't sound like something dying or weak. I gave you guys a lot of statistics last week about the church and about, especially in America. And all of a sudden we're sitting there going, well, the church is dying. It's not what it used to be. I'll tell you, it doesn't have to die if it's on the rock. It not only will not die and it won't fall apart in the storms. And by the way, storms will come and they are coming. But the Bible says that the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied. It grew. Healthy things grow. Sick things die. We don't want a sick church. So then we pull out of the body of Christ. God calls pastors. So we call Pastor Dave. And all of a sudden we explain this position that he had. Leadership has always been part of the church. It's what God has done because the Bible says in Acts chapter 6, when in those days the number of the disciples will multiply, which is woohoo, great things. There arose murmurings. 
You cannot, Pastor Dave, I know this is review. You cannot have people without problems. Unfortunately, before you sit there and say, yeah, I know there's a lot of problems in here, you have problems too. There's not one of us that walked in here today that doesn't have problems. If you are made up flesh, you have problems. If you have kids, you have problems. If you are married, you have problems. No, don't read into that, okay? <laughs> Go out of the car and pastor said, you're a problem. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. You just can't have relationships in this world. And in this body of believers, there's going to be sick people. And we illustrated how we had a third of them or whatever raise their hand. And I said, hey, their needs need, need to be met because they went up to the pastor. The, the people out of the audience walked up and said, our people are needing things. What are you going to do about it? Don't get upset at that. You know, you know why? Because he's the guy up there talking about the love of God and the support of God and the strength of God and the care of God's people. So naturally, if, if those things are true, I'm going to go to you for those things. And all of a sudden, we did, demonstrated how the pastor runs around and tries to meet these needs. And it's not just this. It's, it's the people in the audience. It's our loved ones and things like that. And all of a sudden, every time you run, every time you try to do and fulfill those needs, you neglect your job. The disciples said, it's not good that we should leave the word of God and to serve tables. It's not good. And he said, we should appoint. And God gave us the illustration of Jethro saying, dude, this thing that you're doing of running all over the place, it is not good for you. It's not good for the people. Instead of adding to the church, you know what starts happening because they're looking to you to meet their needs. As we started demonstrating, people start taking off. Because they're thinking, what? I'm not being cared for. Where's all this love? Pastor Dave, I'm sick. You're not praying with me. Pastor Dave, I'm missing. You didn't come looking for me. Pastor Dave, I'm going through a hard time. You never prayed for me. And all of a sudden, the pastor then turns around and says, this job's impossible. There is no way. And the last thing you want to do, you don't want to pray for God to send you more people because you can't handle what you got. And then you realize that that's unscriptural. Can you imagine a pastor going to his office? Lord, help us to have low attendance this Sunday. Lord, please help it to where nobody is saved. That is not right. But if you prayed the other way and it grew, and then all of a sudden you can't handle it. So there's something wrong. So we got into the Bible because that's where we get all of our commands and, and know how to do things. And we looked at the first point and we'll finish the second point. Number one, this church is stronger. We're stronger together when the pastor fulfills his biblical calling. It's, it's not reason that we should leave the word of God. And we talked about he's got a calling to preach the word of God. Jesus told Peter, feed my sheep. You've got a calling to lead. That's why God gave them Joshua. That's why God gave them Joseph. That's why God gave them Moses. That's why we have Paul. That's raised up Timothy. There's got to be leaders. And by the way, this dude in this church right here is not the only leader. You've got to understand what when Jethro was teaching Moses, he said, appoint leader, 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 other leaders to help you. Then, then we looked at that the, they're called to train leaders. It's part of your job, man. You, you realize because you have the heart of a leader, the heart of a leader has the ability to raise up other leaders. That's why it was Moses that reached out to Joshua. That's why Paul reached out to Timothy. That's not saying that it's bad, but in, in Ephesians, when he said he gave some apostles and some teachers and some pastors, man, it's a calling. Pastor Dave, I, I, I know I said this last week, but as pastors doing this job, we have one of the coolest jobs in all the world. 
We, we really do. And I know people come up to us all the time and say, I would not want to be in your shoes. I wouldn't want to deal. But at the same time, I understand that. I wouldn't trade this for anything. And I'm not saying that to puff myself up or act like I've arrived or anything like that. It's just to be called of God. God doesn't call us to fail. If you're a parent here today and God's blessed you with kids and you said, I'm not cut out for this. If you weren't cut out for this, you wouldn't have kids. God doesn't call us to fail. If you're a missionary and teacher, a mom or a dad or a husband, whatever role it is, God doesn't lead us to fail. So God is going to put his arms and his, his strength on that pastor and this pastor and any other pastor to help us. And then there's the call to the ministry of the word. You, you realize that you have a job that not everybody can do? There's going to be funerals that they're going to call on you to do. And that's a great opportunity to preach to people. There's going to be weddings that you're called to do. There's going to be counseling that you're called to do. And God said, hey, study to know how to do those things and then go execute those. That's the ministry of the word that we read in Acts chapter 6. I said, wait a minute. This is where we get real. That's not fixing all these problems. Actually, let's look this way. That's not fixing all the problems out here. There's not a pastor on the planet that doesn't see need and need and need and need to not be burdened over it. You guys need to understand that. It tears us up to read about problems and conflicts and, and, and to know these people and to love them and not be able to run to every one of them. It is hard. So God had a plan. God always has a plan. And that plan, if it's executed right, and, and just like he said, blessed are those that do these things, not just hear them, but do them. I desperately want to be a church that does the word of God, not just hears them. And I don't want to get off because a lot of times I can do something for so long and then I go, oh, wait a minute, is that actually what God said or did I just run with the ball in this because I got used to doing it? So here it is. Get ready on your outlines, guys. We're going to finish this thing up, all right? Number two, listen to this. We are stronger together when the pastor fulfills his calling. Number two, we are stronger together when the people fulfill their purpose. Let me explain it like this. Not knocking you guys, but I'm going to just be honest. This is not a normal group, okay? It's not normal. You realize that you're called out. The Bible says we're peculiar. We're different than the world. We're light in darkness. Everything about you guys is different or should be different. Who can tell me why we're so different? Because we have the Spirit of God living inside of us. Man, when, God, when we got saved at the altar in our car from that gospel track at the revival, wherever it was, the Spirit of God stepped inside of your life, called you out, and said, I'm gonna, I want the church to be a city on a hill. I wanted them to be distinct. I want them to be alive. I want them to be different. It's not a normal group because it's built on the rock. So let me give you these basic principles, all right? You guys ready? Letter A, our purpose as a body, as the people, our purpose is to be connected to each other. To be connected to each other. Now, I'm going to give this to you guys so straight up. So a lot of times, preachers will say, all right, be connected to each other. And that feels all warm and fuzzy. But I'm going to show you biblically how it drastically important this is. In Acts chapter 2, when they came together, the Bible said that they were in one accord. Now, I, I know that. And it's like, okay, hey, we love Jesus. And, and it's deeper than that, guys. Do you realize that when he said they were in one accord and they continued in the word of God and everything that they said, it went a whole lot more than just hooray that we have something in common that we love Jesus? 
In Acts chapter 6, verse 3, it says, Wherefore, brethren, look out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Pastor Dave, you know what God was going to do to connect these people? Part of it was he began to call leaders within there to appoint over the business of the people. Dude, you got a big job, but you're not in this alone. Did you guys hear that? There's, There's not a leader in here that is in this job alone. None of us are in this alone. It's not just going to church. Watch this. I love these verses, and I'm I'm going to show you that God, honestly, I know why God did not have me preach these points last week. Because some of what I'm about to give you, and I didn't even fully understand this week until I went back through, and I went, what does that mean? Wait a minute. I stepped back, and I began to dig a little deeper into this. Hebrews 10.25, when he told them not to forsake the assembling of themselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching, you got to understand, when God said for them to come together, it was more than just coming together to assemble in a circle or a room or whatever. There was something emphatic that he wanted them to do through the exhorting one another of what he said he's going to do when they come together. You see, don't ex- ignore what God was saying. The, the assembling literally means the gathering of people or whatever, uh, uh, forming a body. Uh, if, if you'd use the, the illustration of a body this morning of what God was doing, this is so cool of the visual that God was giving us. 1 Corinthians 12, 12, listen to this. For as the body is one, if we use Pastor Dave, the body is one. But he turns around and he compares this to, to the church and he said the members are one being many are one body, also so is Christ. So he goes on, for by one spirit we are all baptized into the body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and having been made all to drink into one spirit, we're one. One assembly that is made up of many members. I know you guys are thinking, oh, I know this. Let me put it like this. God gave us the visual of the body for us to understand Here's some things about the body that you don't understand. Here's fact number one, Pastor Dave. The body will have hurts. You think about it. Did any of you wake up with aches and pains this morning? Be honest, be honest. All right, how many of you had to take Tylenol or something just to get you to church, all right? All right, we got honest people. I'm, I'm serious. You wake up, you pull your back or something like that. It, it, natural thing. And God said, hey, the body of Christ is a body. The body is going to have hurts in it. You realize it's a natural thing to happen. It's not a bad church for a church to have pains. It's a natural thing for a body to have pains. Fact number two, a body has many parts, but they are all important. You know what? If I had to give up something and somebody said, would you rather give up a foot or a hand? I couldn't make that decision. You realize in, in every church, and just like every family, there's, there's some of those that are a little odd. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? And you say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Then you're the odd one, okay? <laughs> if you're looking around, there's no odd people here. You're, you're it, okay? <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> it's so cool how God makes everything that he makes so many drastically different parts. But I'm on the look up here, guys. There's not two of you that are on this stage that are the same. And a lot of times we look at it as weakness, but God looks at it as a strength. You turn around and you say, I don't fit in here. Praise God for that. 
That the foot is not meant to be the elbow and the elbow is not meant to be the head. And every part of the body is different on purpose. And sometimes we sit there and think, man, I, I don't like how they worship. I don't like how they look. God, and God talks around and says, don't worry about you being the hand when I created them to be a foot. You're different. Different is good, but I tell you, together as a body, they are important. You realize that what we're studying right now is science? And I know a lot of the teens right now are saying, don't throw school into this. I'm going to throw school into this, okay? In Ephesians 4.16, from whom the whole body fitly joined together. Now, I've preached this, but please do not ignore me at this. Please tune into this. Fitly joined together by which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working and the measure of every part. Maketh increase of the body unto the edifying itself in love. Listen to the word fitly joined together. It's actually one word that in the Greek, the fitly joined together. It means to render close together. To close jointed together. Jointed together. The same way that in, in the Bible is saying, hey, every one of these people on here is part of the body of Christ. They're not just to come together. They're to be connected the same way that your elbow is connected to your arm and your arm and your forearms connected to your hand. You realize that they're not just dangling there, they're fitly joined together. They actually have a bond to them that is stronger than anything else in this body image that he's doing within this, fitly joined together. So if we were to take this science picture of this, and they turn around and went through the body, a physical body that God gave them, he said every point of the body is connected on purpose. And the part next to it doesn't look anything like the part that it's connected to. You think about this. How well... Do you operate if your wrist or your ankle or your neck or whatever was out of joint or strained or twisted or how, whatever thing that you want to do with that? How well could you operate? And you say, well, probably not very well. You th think about this, the science that we're talking about. The body of Christ is not to come together the way that we would wear a hat. When we just throw it on and say, well, I'm connected. The Bible says, no, not more. it's not just like that. Literally meaning you're to be so intricately connected to one another to where it's the same thing that you could not survive if something was out of joint or a muscle was sprained or broken or whatever. You are that connected to one another. You think about this. The next word in there means compacted. The word compacted means to drive together, united, or knit together. The root word of that means this, to walk not only is the body connected, but it's to be connected in such a way that it works together in such a way where they can actually move out and operate and accomplish things. And I know you're thinking, man, you just got boring and slow with this. I promise, let me just get you this. Ephesians 4, 16 in there, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. Think about this. The tendons, the blood vessels, the muscles, everything of the illustration that God gave us about the body. Listen to this. And you turn around and say, part of them is hurt. Part of my leg is hurt. The body which is controlled by the head, the head is who? Jesus. Sends it out to them. And listen, don't geek out on me, okay? Show, show the video, Richard. This is, this is just science, all right? This is the thing that we got. The body literally is all connected in the one. 
to where as the blood is sent by the heart through the body, it literally travels to every single part to where what is needed to bring healing to the body is literally carried out by the entire body. Not one part is left out whatsoever. Do you realize if you were to take something and wrap it around your arm or your leg or your foot or your toe, it would cut off the circulation to the degree where it could not carry the oxygen, the nutrition, the, the, the antibodies and everything else that is brought into your body to carry out to one another. So literally like this, Pastor Dave, you running around and doing this and playing tag with everybody was never God's intention for the body. Never. I want everybody to do this on the stage. I want you just to reach out and touch the person on the shoulder next to you. That is the illustration that God gave us. Do you realize what's going on? Well, we created kind of a web right there. <laughs> I think there's a surgery for that, I think. <laughs> but you, th- you think about, as God speaks to your heart about the love of God, do you know what it's supposed to do? It's supposed to go all the way through. As God speaks to me about conviction of living closer to God, or God teaches me something about my family, or all of a sudden there's something that God does inside of me to, to bring revival. It's all of us. You see, we're connected. The Bible literally said, I'm, I'm not just talking about gathering in a room. I'm not just talking about being acquainted with scriptures or all of us know the, the gospel story. I'm talking about you are to be connected as the body, which literally carries out everything that the preacher is saying. Yes, you can preach truth, but you can't carry it out to everybody. You can preach love, but you can't love everybody. This works. You guys can put your arms down because I know that's a little awkward. <laughs> Fact number three, every part of the body must be connected in order to deliver the help and the healing to the other parts of the body. Does that make sense? Because I'm well, duh. No, listen. If you are not fitly joined together the way that your elbow is and your wrist is and everything else, the way that you should be connected through prayer and fellowship, communion, accountability, and everything else, if you are disconnected, You are disconnected from the help, the healing, the support, and the care that you need. It does not work that way. This is God's illustration. A pastor, a deacon, a life group leader, none of these can have the ability and of themselves to do it and carry out encouragement or the Spirit of God or truth or anything else. If you are part of the body of Christ, then you have a responsibility to the people you are connected to responsibility the same way that your arm has a responsibility to your the rest of your body you literally meaning that you are in this together whether you like it or not and i'm going to illustrate in a minute according to god's illustration do you know who everything of all, all, all this illustration you're looking at this on the screen do you know who created all of that to the point where doctors are baffled by that that's our god People that sit there and say, I don't believe in a God. Then, Well, then you explain all that to me. You explain DNA to me. You explain how all these things are possible. You cannot do it. That's because it was created by a far greater intelligence than Darwin or anybody else on this planet. 
That's how, and God turned around and he said, I'm not looking at this as just an illustration. God turned around and said, I, I knew about the church before you even thought about. God created all of this. Fact number four, each part of the body, you guys ready for this? Not only receives, it gives. Did you, did you know that's how it works? Pastor Dave, when the blood flows down through your elbow into your arm and it flows back out to get to the other parts. I know. I don't want to be part of all these people with their problems and stuff like that. I'm just here to be blessed. (laughs) What is that called when the blood stops flowing to an area of your body? A blood clot? Are any of you blood clots in the body of Christ this morning? I like to receive it, but I don't like to give it. That's unbiblical. According to the body of Christ. Not one of us are called to come into the church and just say, I like soaking it up, but I don't want to be be tied up in all that. I don't want anybody in my business, and I don't want to have to serve, and I don't want to have to give, and I don't want to. You are selfish. Go ahead. Cut off part of your body. Put, Put a tight rubber band just around one of your fingers and see what happens after a while. It will rot off your body. And we get the statistics, 4,000 churches are closing their doors every day. 90% of pastors quit before they ever hit retirement, blah, blah, blah. I have no idea why I do. So we've got a lot of people that love to soak it up, listen to it, come in here, be blessed, walk out and say, I don't want any part of it. If you are part of the body, so well, I'm not. Are you saved? Are you saved? You saved? Then you are part of the body. God, God doesn't have, or, 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 let's, let's, I'm going to pick on you guys. Come on, come over here. We're going we're gonna to separate you guys off to the side. The body not only takes, it gives. Michael, can you give me a hand? All right. So, this, go ahead. Will you hold this? That's just awkward, okay. Every part of the body has a responsibility to be part of the body. You know what this guy would do? This is that guy in church. I just don't feel connected at church. That's because you're not. I just come and hang out, and I don't want to be involved in all that, and their worship teams, and their ministries, and that whole outreach thing they did, and giving up my Friday night, and all that. I don't need to be part of it. You don't realize that it's not an option. Let me, let me tell you, you can hold on to that, Tim, but be, be careful, because I'll tell you the way that it is. You know what it is? You have a bunch of splinters and parts of the body all over the place. We, do we talk about the world being obsessed with zombies? The church in modern day is a zombie. First of all, we're the walking dead. I was dead, but now I live. And now we got parts falling off. And then we go out and tell people that they should be like us. Yeah, right. I'm going to prove that. Hold on to my hand, okay. It's not just about this, Pastor Dave about you giving it here from here to there, of of preaching and teaching and sharing the word of God and all that. That is a part of it. That's an important part of it, but it's not all. So let's read this again. For Ephesians 4.16, this is all coming together to form the big picture. According to the effectual working and the measure of every part. 
You think about that. The effectual working of the measure of every part. Do we all know what the words every mean? Every single part must do their part. If the body is going to be healthy, if the body is going to be able to move, if the body is going to be able to be strong, every part, do you know what that means? By you separating yourself and not being joined together and connected and you guys saying it off to the side where you're just going to come in on the weekend and observe and watch and all this, and then you're going to complain when you're disconnected, do you realize you're not only hurting you, you're hurting them? Because you realize that every part, every part supplies to every part that which they need. Isn't it amazing the illustrations that God gives us? Right there in the, the, the scripture, now I'm going to read this. Maketh increase of the body. The word maketh increase means to grow or increase. Do you realize that when the body is connected and we don't have people off to the side going, well, I don't know, I'm not connected. Did you know if we were all connected the way the Bible says for the body of Christ to be connected, we would increase and grow? Let me put it another way. We would be stronger together. Stronger. Not weak, not limping. Well, it's the last days, I guess. No. Last days. Do you know in Hebrews 10.25 when he said, Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Do you know what, how it ends? And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Do you, do you know what the Bible says? Literally what we should be doing as we see the last days coming. We come together even more so we can do this. To be stronger together, not weaker together. Nowhere in the Bible we ever say, Hey, in the last days the church is going to fall apart because it's last days. That is not in the Bible. But I can emphatically prove to you from Scripture that it does talk about us being stronger together as it comes. And all of this, is, it talks about edify, build up, all these things, and so much more as you see the day approaching. You know what the cool thing is? Pastor Dave about a church, and a lot of people don't get this. It edifies itself in love. Literally meaning, you guys are missing out. I mean, big time. Not, oh man, honey, we better get there. That preacher's going to be all over us about not being. No. Those people love you. And you're there to love them. So like a relationship, when you fall in love with people that you love and care about, it grows and gets better. It doesn't fall apart. It's good. Here's the warning. I'll get back to you guys with this. And that the same passage, 1 Corinthians 12, 25, that there should be no schism in the body. Now, let me just lay that out for you. The word schism is a split or a gap or division. You know how normally me and you would preach that it just is pastors. I would turn around and look at the body of Christ and say this. If there's division in the body because of fighting or bickering or whatever, we would turn around and say that that divides. Is that true? Is that true? Absolutely. But have you ever thought about this? A division is a division no matter if it's caused by apathy or caused by fighting so literally if you walk in and you just say i don't need to be connected to people you're a division if you're not connected to the needs and hurts and problems and everything else of these people you're disconnected which literally means you're the very thing that it's talking about 
And people off to the side going, well, I'm not causing any problem. Listen, this is not helping. And I, I hope you guys laugh and say, well, that was silly. And at the same time, I hope you think, Lord, help me not to be literally part of the body of Christ that's messed up and off to the side. You know what these people will do over here? I don't even know if we should stay in this church. I don't feel loved. You know why? You're not going to feel loved. Because love comes through being fitly joined together. The same way that the veins and everything, you cut something off and turn it off the side and people turn around, I don't know if I'm going back. I don't feel connected. I don't, I don't feel like I'm part of that. I, 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 you're right, you're not. You're not. Out of all these things, God had a reason. Here's fact number six. Fact number five, the body is weak when parts of it are disconnected. It's weak. You realize that if this was the foot or anything else, it would not work right. Fact number six, the body has limits. You say that's true. I don't know, you guys, when you were a kid, you tried to do something like jump your bike over something or jump off the edge of the roof onto a trampoline. <laughs> Can I get a witness? You know, the, and then you quickly realize my body's not made for this. <laughs> you realize in the body of Christ, we have limits. The hand can only reach so far. The feet can only run so far. Your, 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 your eyes can only see so far You have limits. And God said, well, that's kind of like the church. And you said, how about the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's true. But even within the body that God created people, he didn't create you to walk on water and fly. The body has limits. But I tell you, as long as we know our limits and we work within what God enabled every part to do, we're able to do great things. This must be applied. I'm going to bring these pieces together and Oh, so we have to be connected. I know I spent, and that's my longest point, we have to be connected. Because this is one of the reasons why within the church, and I know everybody has different views and opinions and things like that, I have to figure out ways to connect people. Have to. Us just coming together in this room is not enough to call us the church, and I hope that I've proven that enough. If you don't know the people next to you, and you're not praying and bearing each other's burdens, if you're not connected, and we'll get to that, Okay. Can I, can I connect you guys? I want, I want to connect you. By the way, that is one of the things that we try to do through life groups and everything else in the church. It's not just coming together in a crowd. It's being connected through people. You have to be connected through people. You have to know people. You have to. You have to be part of their lives. The rest of that verse says this, 1 Corinthians 12, 25, but that members, but that the members should have the same care one for another. Care. Do you realize how it says the members one for another? The care of the church, Pastor Dave, goes to the body of the believers. So there's a danger when the church is all looking at this for care. You don't care. You need to care for me. Why don't you care? And you know what? A lot of times when we say the words, where is the church? You know what I'm saying? People say that all the time. I don't think the church, where's the church? The church should be doing this. Oftentimes, we automatically think of the people on the stage. But being honest between me and you, that is not scriptural whatsoever. They care. 
The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians 12, 26, the same passage. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. One member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Number one, care is every member's responsibility. Care is every member's responsibility. If you are a Christian, you are responsible to other Christians. The same way that my hand is responsible to my arm, you are responsible to other Christians. Not just the pastor, the leaders, and those you really understand through the course of this. You cannot attempt to meet those needs that you are not connected to. Let me prove this. Pastor Dave, you know that I love you, but can I do something? All right. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's an illustration, I promise. It's not in the script. It's in the script. I'm going to ask you a serious question right now. Did that hurt? Oh! Okay, let me do it again. Felt like my sister. (laughs) That's not in the script either. (laughs) You knew it hurt because you were connected to the pain. Let me me tell you. No, I'm not punching anybody else, okay? (laughs) Everybody's like, no, I'm going back. I want to be a division in the church. (laughs) Do you realize that how it works as part of the body is when Victor is hurting, it affects everybody. Does this hurt, Victor? I don't think anybody understands what I'm going through. You're right. You are are right. Because that's the way the body was made. God made it that way. When God said, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together, and the body is one member, we are together, and the Bible talked about the care one for another, and the Bible talks about that you are fitly joined together, the Bible talks about every joint compact of the body, all that is Bible, 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 Bible. People over there are just off to the side. I don't think anybody cares. I don't think they even know what I'm going through. I don't know. They don't. Because all of a sudden, pain comes into mind because I'm connected. It's carried throughout the entire Bible. That's why biblical care requires being connected. That's why it is. Pastor Dave, can I prove a point with this? If I would have told you I was going to do that, you would have flinched and act like a little girl. So <laughs> you did anyways. Turn around and reach out to the needs of all these people. Just, just stay where you're at. I'm just for a point. Just, just for you guys to see, I have limitations. I, I have limitations. Uh, do you care? I, I do. But I, I have limitations. Do you know who made my limitations? God did. Can all of you do that right now? Just, just reach out and try to touch the people in front of you. Not in an awkward way, okay. Do, do you realize this works? This does not. In order for there to be the care of the body of Christ, if we are one body... Throw me into that, okay? (laughs) All of a sudden, everybody's being cared for because everybody is connected. 
if I'm not connected, I'm not being cared for. If I'm connected in the body of Christ, I'm being cared for. I know you guys are starting to get hungry now, so you better start saying amen. <laughs> I do this all day, all day. It's the way that it works. So all of a sudden, God realized that the care is every member's responsibility. Care is the responsibility of the body of Christ. Here, here's the third thing. It's not only to be connected to one another. It's not only to care for one another. Our purpose is to notice one another. Hebrews 10, 24, and let us consider. That word consider literally means to observe fully, to behold, consider, to discover or perceive. You, oh, you guys can put your arms down. I'm sorry. <laughs> All of you can skip arm day tomorrow at the gym. That was funny. I didn't even see that. <laughs> I forgot my point. <laughs> because I'm the body of Christ, and I'm part of the body of Christ, and because of that illustration, I can't see beyond what my eyes are able to see. But I sure can see what God's given me the ability to be close up to notice one another when we assemble ourselves together to notice. And a lot of times people come to us as pastors and say things like this. I'm mean, just being honest, this is, this is what happens all the time. Did you notice that so-and-so has not been here in three weeks now? Mm. And I want to turn around and say, no, but you did. Because <laughs> I have two eyes. And I even have to wear contacts to make those work right. I can't see every need. I can't. And by the way, let me tell you guys, you can't see every need. I can't be held accountable for every need. And not one of you on this stage can be accountable for every need. But you sure can be accountable for the one that you're in reach to do. And that's why God says, don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together as a man or some is. And right before he said that, let us notice one another. And it's important that we perceive, that we notice, that we're connected, that we can see those around us. It's important for us to do that. And I've actually had people do things like this. This, this is crazy. It's not anybody in here, but I've actually had people that said, well, I quit coming for three weeks just to see if anybody would notice. Uh-uh. Quit church playing, making church into a game. Right, right, right. That's right. We're just seeking to save that which is lost, not that which is hiding. And I'm being blunt with you guys right now because we are the body of Christ and that is my job and your job is to speak the truth in love but still speak the truth. And there is no business that people should go around trying to find you while you play hide and seek when you know where you should be. And by the way, that he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So don't call me out on that thing. I was gone and that and God says, well, you knew to do right. You get in there and you do right. Because you are hurting the body of Christ by, by not being where you are supposed to be. And by the way, this is not just talking about assembling on Sunday. This is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This is every part of our life. And let me wrap it up with this. You can notice those that are within your reach. 
This is what God designed the church to be. But I, I want to wrap it up and just connect the dots. Pastor Dave, you take your spot at the pulpit on this. Let me tell you, if the body is caring for one another, if they're meeting each other's needs, they're bearing each other's burdens, they're, they're fitly joined together, the Bible says that it edifies itself in love. It gets stronger. As the Bible tells us that the body gets stronger, what happens is it increases or it grows. That's why we see in Acts 2, Acts 4, all the way through, the Bible grows and grows and grows, and the body grows and gets stronger through that. As these needs grow, so does the needs to preach, teach, and do the ministry of the word. Can I have you guys join me, uh, Pastor Michael, Pastor Chris? And all of a sudden, we have the mindset of what's there. If you guys will stand behind this man, and I want you guys to see... As the needs grow, so does the ministry of the word grows. There's more people to counsel. There's more weddings. There's more funerals. There's more teaching. There's more training. There's more edifying. There's more digging into the scripture because all of a sudden, I'm not going to be able to train everybody. That's why God had 12 disciples and they said it's not good that we leave the word of God. Acros. Well, this is cool. If you guys can... Do something for me. Would you guys mean standing to be part of the body? Pastor Dave, am I preaching to you through this whole thing that you don't have a responsibility to care for people? This is what I'm saying very clearly. Your job description as a pastor is not to care for the people. Do you mind moving over here? But your part in the body of Christ is. Every pastor is an equal part of the body of Christ. Literally meaning, your job is to reach, but within your limits. Your job is to see, but within your limits. Your job is to receive the care, but within your limits. And your job is to support, and your job is to support but within your limits. But if everybody did the way that God designed it for be, we're not going to have a bunch of people limping out of church going, man, I'm exhausted. I'm worn out. I can't do this anymore. The needs are too great. There's too many. I, I tell you, I didn't even want to look at Facebook anymore. There's too many people sick, too many people missing, too many people hurting. It should not be that way. By the way, Ellie, would you mind coming up here? Christian, would you mind coming up here, Bree? Can we just paint the full picture? And by the way, Pastor, if you don't keep this right, all this falls apart. Because as a pastor, you have a responsibility. And the Bible even lays it out in the description. If you can't even rule your own house, how can you take care of the church of God? And if you are running everywhere and meeting and reaching and everything like that, you'll never come home being able to do any of the job description that God's giving you within this. And they talk about being an example. The first place that you need to be an example is not here, but there. Because as part of the body of Christ, they're all watching you and they all have pains and hurts and family and kids. And these guys, I love you, Christian and Ellie, but you guys won't always be perfect. They're going to make mistakes. You guys are going to mess up and everything too. But let me tell you, they're kids. I just realized this. Just turn around and look with me. Say, wow. A lot of different people up there. Younger, older, kids. 
God said, I'll tell you what, you build that up and I'll make the gates of hell tremble. The gates of hell will not prevail against that. If they're connected and strong and growing as the body of Christ. You guys can be seated. Thank you. Guys, when I say stronger together, I'm telling you, the Bible paints this picture. It's everything that he said when he was teaching the disciples and doing all that. That was it. It was really, really it. So I, I, I know I'm, I'm pushing to be connected and you should be involved in each other's lives and bearing each other's burdens and all this other stuff. But I tell you, we've got to put practice to what we're saying. And if you're not connected to other people today, then you need to get connected. Because we need you and you need us. And we're not perfect. But how about we come together and be imperfect together and constantly provoke one another to do love and good works. And through that, we'll edify the body of Christ. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for the gospel. I thank you, Lord, for salvation. I thank you, Lord, that you did give us, Lord, salvation through the Son of God to come to us and to help us, Lord, to be able to stand on the rock. Lord, I pray, Lord, for those that are here this morning that might not know you as their personal Savior. Maybe that's an area, Lord, that they don't have settled and they're not sure. Lord, help them then get that right. But Lord, I also pray for the saints of God, the body of believers, the Christians. Lord, that they realize that they have an important part of being part of the body of Christ. Well, we've got to be connected. We need one another. Lord, help us to minister to one another the way that you created it to be.